Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the HFFL pod. We are on to episode 19, and we are on to week three of the HFFL. We've got Ryan with us today. Ryan, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing real good. Very excited. All right, so same as we did last week, um, we're going to go over the week two results. We'll do a quick and dirty fab review, and then we'll break down the upcoming matchups. Um, we don't have any recent trades, so we'll go ahead and we'll jump right into the week two review. Um, and I want to start by saying week two was actually the highest scoring week in league history. Um, the average team score was 190 points. Uh, for some context to that, the average weekly score last year in this exact same scoring system was 170 points per week. Um, we had five teams over 200 points, which is just insane. So hats off to you, HFFL. Um, seems to be like we're getting a little bit more knowledgeable as a league. And this league is definitely more competitive. And I'd like to think that uh, Ryan and I pushing this pod has really helped fire things up and get everybody rolling. All right, Ryan. So we'll go ahead and jump right into week two review. You are up with Sam versus Walt. Um, so in this matchup, um, Walt was able to pick the lock on my lock of the week. Um, even with a huge game from Russell, uh, it wasn't enough to vault Sam past him um, this week. Walt got a great pickup um, from Tyler Higby, who scored a million points, so that's always a big help. McLaurin uh, also had a big game, and then his defense played well. Just an average day for Lamar, but still got a win. That's scary for future opponents of Walt. Yeah, for sure. Um <clears throat> And then the next matchup uh, was Scott versus Greg. Um, this one was never really close. Scott won by 47. He got big weeds out of Kamara, Diggs, Kelsey, and his kicker, of course, because everybody loves their kicker, Young Hoku. Um, Wentz was a disaster, though. You know, Scott is still the lowest-scoring quarterback team in the HFFL. And like we've talked about a, a dozen times now, history has shown in this league that having a top-five QB is absolutely vital to winning a title. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, if Scott can break that trend. Uh, he did lose Saquon for the year, and with his uh, trade of Kareem Hunt, he is royally screwed at running back. Um, and then, of course, he blew 72 fab last week. So, you know, he did not have the money to get in the sweepstakes for Deion Lewis or uh, Mike Davis or, you know, anybody really this week. And he passed on guys like Miles Gaskin last week. So um, it, he's he's in a tough spot as far as his running back goes. Um, but I'm sure, you know, if he truly wants to find something, he has the assets to deal to to get stronger at those positions. Um, Greg is 0-2. He's got the third lowest points in the league, um, but he is, does have a nice little get-right spot here coming up. Uh, he gets to play Corey this week, so he should at least be 1-2 and two after this week. Rich versus Julian, Ryan. Uh, my game of the week last week lived up to its name. Um, I actually got the winner right as well for um, uh, the second game of the week in a row. Um the quarterbacks both played great in that one. Cam Newton scored 36. Uh, it still wasn't enough um, for Roll Tide, who had, you know, difference makers at running back and tight end. Uh, Darren Waller was huge in that game. So um, that led him to a victory. Big win for him. Yeah. Um, and then Kobe versus Jeff. Uh, Kobe won by 37. Um, we, I think you and I actually both called this our upset of the week. Um, Aaron Jones went off Aaron Jones playing the lions. You play Aaron Jones. You know, I had him in a couple DFS lineups, took him out on Sunday cause I'm dumb. Um, but what can you do? Uh, Leonard Fournette predictably stole the job from, uh, Ronald Jones after a botched handoff. Cause you know, if you are Bruce Arians running back and you know, he doesn't really like you that much, which he clearly doesn't with Ronald Jones, your first mistake is, you know, 
hit the pine. So uh, unfortunately for Matt, Leonard Fournette's kind of an idiot. So it's very likely that these two go back and forth and get benched for each other multiple times this season, you know, rendering them both uh, very tough to play. But um, Matt, I guess Matt scored 222 and he only got 20 points from his three wide receivers. So um, again, that's, that's pretty scary. That's incredible actually. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, where Matt's team goes going forward. Uh, Jeff lost Devonte Adams early. Trey flowers gave him a zero. You know, he's still having those major issues at tight end. He didn't add anybody at tight end in free agency. You know, he's Jeff still thinks that teams are going to be leaving 30, 40 fab dollars on the table uh, like they have the last two years. But like we talked about with this pot, I think that I think those days are gone. I think people are realizing that you need to use this fab. You need to be competitive, you know, because if by week six, seven, eight, you're not in it, that fab doesn't do you any good anyway. So um, should be uh, should be good to go here. Brendan versus Mike, Ryan, what you got there? Uh, makes me really sad to have to talk about this game. I know later <laughs> on the pod, uh, we're probably going to hear Brendan chirping at me since uh, now he has passed me for first place and I'm in second. Actually, uh, he did not do a segment. He said he's going to let the scoreboard do the talking this week. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, live it up while it lasts, buddy. <laughs> Um, Mike had actually a really good week with scoring 193 uh, with an injured team. Um, obviously still lost to the 203 of Brendan, but let's face it, Brendan, not even Brendan thought Josh Allen would be as good as he has been. Um, I mean, he's getting contributions all over his team and, uh, they're getting prep for a playoff run. Yeah. Um, next game was Corey versus Ryan. I mean, I mean, come on. Uh, biggest thing that happened here is Christian McCaffrey, uh, has a high ankle sprain. He's out four to six. Um, they put him on IR, which is nice for you for the, you know, it's three week IR. Um, so you don't have to play the whole thing like I'm doing right now, where you have guys like D Ford who are not playing this week, but haven't been ruled out officially yet. So you're just sitting there waiting with an invalid roster while you want your guy to go to IR, but that's <laughs> annoying, but either way. Um, so you're going to be starting Ingram and Hyde for a few weeks um, until Mostert and CMC are back. Um, obviously you lost Mostert too. So, that's a that's a tough thing to overcome there. And then Kellen versus Jim. Ryan, you have this one. Um, this one I love talking about. Uh, the defending <laughs> champ up against it early at 0-2. Dak and Chubb were huge and uh, a lot. Uh, Kellen got a lot from his defense last week. So um, snowmen were pretty good on offense, just didn't get enough from the D to pull the W. A uh, big win for the fire up Irish Tigers to get his number one win of the season. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then just a little recap on our, our locks of the week and our upsets here. Um, I'm 0-2 on my locks of the week and 2-0 and on my upsets. I clearly do not understand the concept of lock versus upset. I need to switch those picks around apparently. Uh, Ryan is 1-1 one one with his locks of the week and 2-0 and with his upsets. And Walt Baby Love is 2-0 and with his locks and 2-0 and with his upsets. And Walt actually leads the pick for the whole league right now. All right, so on to our fab review. Um, who was your favorite ad this week, Ryan? Um, I think my favorite ad is Quinnen Williams at $7 um, for you. Um, I mean, he's super young, DN, you know, scoring a lot of points early. So I think that was a great pickup for you. Nice. Uh, for me, it was a Drew Sample to Rich for nine. Uh, he was a second-round pick last year by this current Cincinnati regime. Solid athlete, and Joe Burrow absolutely peppers the middle of the field and the you know the tight ends in the slot. So I think he has actually has you know great long term potential 
with Burrow there. So I think that was a great ad by Rich. Uh, what was your least favorite pickup? I kind of have two. Uh, Deion Lewis for 66 and Mike Davis for 37. Um, okay. It's just a lot, especially the Deion Lewis. I mean, $66 for Deion Lewis. Um, I expect a running back by committee in, you know, New York. So, um, I mean, that I just don't feel like his output's going to get you what you should get out of 66 in free agency. Um, and then Davis is really only going to start a few games um, until Christian McCaffrey comes back. I mean, I could totally see me spending $37 because I have Christian McCaffrey. That would make sense for the couple weeks, you know. Um, but for someone else to spend that money on a guy that's going to start for three weeks, I'm not, I'm just not sure it, you know, it, it does the job. Uh, for me, my least favorite was Freddie Swain. Uh, Walt put 15 on him. Uh, WTF yeah. is what I have here. Um, he literally has two targets on the year. No one else even bid on him. I mean, if you, if this is your guy, put two bucks on him, make sure that nobody ties you with a $1 bid and just get him. Um, I think this was a, uh, Interesting ad, I should say, for Walt. All I right, figured because... that's where you were going to go. That's why I said the other two. <laughs> gotcha. I, I, I was surprised that you didn't go there, so works yeah. out. Uh, what was the biggest overspend then in your mind? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that you know, Freddie Swain obviously is, you know, one of those candidates. And then, again, just going back to the Deion Lewis thing, I think that's just too much for one guy. Yeah, I, I have Lewis as well. I, I agree. Um, they just signed Freeman. Uh, Gallman was was the guy last year when um, Saquon was out for a bit. So to me, I would have rather added Gallman for the two bucks that he ended up going for to Mike. So, yeah, I agree completely. Uh, what was your biggest value? I also also think that Gallman's the better back there. Personally, that's just me. Um, biggest value, obviously, I talked about you for my favorite ad. So uh, you getting Williams at $7. Um, I also added Jordan Fuller at $21 as being a pretty good value. If he can keep up the numbers that he's had, you know, at safety, obviously the defensive back is scoring a lot of points um, the last couple of years in our league. So I think that's, that's huge value for a starting safety that's young in our league. If he can keep that job. Yeah. Uh, biggest value for me was actually Mike Davis. Uh, did he cost a lot? Yes. Will he be worth it for the four to six weeks, you know, with that, probably top 15 NFL workload over that time. Uh, it sure seems that way based on what he got last week. Um, and if, if you truly get four weeks of, you know, 20 touches, then it's, it's worth 37 bucks to me, especially in what will probably be the most crucial four week stretch here of the season coming up. Um, you know, like if you, a team like me, for example, I'm 0 and two now, if I go two and two in the next four games, you know, I'm, I'm sitting at two and four and, I'm probably starting to explore selling. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how this all plays out. But um, I actually liked that pickup. And then obviously, like I said, I liked Gallman too for two bucks. I thought that was pretty clever there by Mike. All right. On to the week three matchups. Uh, Kobe versus Mike. What do you have here, Ryan? Um, Kobe goes out, puts up the highest number of total points in HFFL last week. Um Obviously, the teams I picked to finish 12th and 13th are first and fourth. Um, don't look now, but I have Kobe's moving to 3-0 and and Mike moving to 0-3. I, I don't know, Jimmy, did, did we mishear Mike when he said he was going to go defeated this season? <laughs> Maybe we did. Maybe he did say defeated. I don't know. It's possible. He may have. Who knows? Um, I picked Kobe here. Um Mike's team did come alive last week, even though they were terrible week one. 
Um, and obviously Kobe doesn't have Aaron Jones playing Detroit, but he's still going to be solid. Um, I'm just going to stick with my little mantra that I said last week, no Michael Thomas, no Michael Hill win. So I'm just going to just go with that. Um, Jim versus Scott. What do you got here? Uh, this is a huge game for you. Uh, a must win. 0-3 would be a disastrous start for you. Uh, with that being said, I'm going to take this to be my upset of the week um, and the snowmen get back on track and back on their winning ways. Uh, Scott with Boston Scott and Carson Wentz in his lineup right now just doesn't look very sexy. Um, a close one, but the snowmen get the win. Yeah, I actually have this as my lock of the week for Scott to win. Um, yes, he just lost Saquon of the week uh, for the year, and yes, he has the lowest scoring quarterback team in the HFFL right now. But he's definitely still better than I am, um, and he has excellent matchups. I think he rolls this week. Um, I won't be panicking if I'm 0-3 as long as I keep scoring in that 190 to 200 points per game range. Um, but if I come out and drop, you know, 170, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a little worried and uh, might start ex- exploring the sell market if I have to. So we'll see how it I goes. Think, I see what you did there. Uh, you used that as your lock so that you win, and I used it as my upset. So you're clearly going to win this game. Well. If I get it wrong, then I get it wrong. It happens. All right. Brendan versus Kellen. What do you got here? I choose this to be the week that Brendan comes back down to earth. In a matchup (laughs) against his brother, this is family bragging rights at its finest. Unfortunately, for my sake and the league's, I think this uh, his matchups on offense, like Montgomery against the Falcons, and the combination of his stout defense means that Brendan and Make My Team Great Again wins the sibling, sibling rivalry. Brendan's 3 0. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> um, this is my game of the week. I'm calling this the brotherly love matchup. Uh, Brendan is averaging 20 more points now than Kellen, but Brendan's only averaging 10 more points per game, uh, potential points than Kellen. Um, I'm actually going to take Kellen here in a high scoring bar, barn burner. Um, I think we will uh, have a little first to 200 wins action. And I really like actually the the matchups for Kellen's D ends and his three, four outside linebackers this week. This is one of those boom weeks uh, for three, four outside backers because he's got TJ Watt going against Watson. And that just, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson gets sacked a ton. So it's just be interesting to see, you know, if, if TJ Watt can come out and have one of those three or four sack games, and just totally swing the balance of this one. So I'm going I'm to take the gamble here and go with Kellen. God, I hope Jeff you're right. Jeff versus Rich. <laughs> Jeff versus Rich. What do you got here? Uh, in a matchup of the lowest scoring one-on-one teams this season, um, it could be an important game for both of them. You know, being the on the low scoring end of those upper echelon teams is is not the greatest feeling, especially when the last few years the seven and six, six and seven teams, uh, those lower scoring teams have to do a lot more to make the playoffs. Um, I feel like Roll Tide uh, wins this one at the edge. Um, I I like his quarterback position a little better, and I definitely like the defense, which helped him win last week. So the Roll Tide start two and one. Trash Trunk has some work to do uh, to try to make the playoffs as he starts one and two. So you mean to tell me that somebody like Walt, who has the fifth lowest potential points, but is two and zero, should be a little bit worried? Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, I do. Okay, little little variance going there. I like it. Um, I really want to pick Jeff here, but with Chark out and Adams looking like he's going to be out, um, I just can't. Even if Devonte plays, you know he's going to be limited. Um, I just, I think Rich has too steady of a floor with his IDP guys, um, and 
like Austin Eckler plays Carolina. So I, I just I have to go with Rich here. Uh, Sam versus Julian. What do you got here? Oh, Sam. Lost me my lock of the week game last week. <laughs> um, I definitely just can't put him back as the lock, even though I kind of want to this week, but I'm not going to do it. Um, he's definitely going to claim the victory, uh, you know, in this uh, clash of first-year HFFLers. Uh, it's it's going to be a good matchup, I think, um, but he's going to squeak by the River Rats. Uh, the River Rats moved to 0-3, which is not good for the first season. So Sam has more points for than Julian by, like, 14 points per game. Um, but their potential points aren't that different. So I'm going to go ahead and go with my upset of the week here is Julian over Sam in a tight one. Uh, Sam has Russ and Zeke. They're both just going insane. Um, they actually play each other this week, which will be interesting because neither defense has decided to stop anyone this season. Um, <laughs> so they've made for excellent television. And they stole my onside kick. Ridiculous, but I loved it. And they didn't do it, it was, right. It was sweet. Yeah, that thing works like a charm. It's never been done before, except for 12 years ago in the lonely town of Hartford many times. <laughs> All right. Um, we've had some, some struggling wide receivers here with Sam. Julian's tight ends are a mess, um, but Derrick Henry is due for a, a Derrick Henry game. Um, Julian's actually had some, uh, some stepped-up play out of his DBs and D-line. He just needs another linebacker to step up. Um, I'm going to go with Julian here in a, in a very close one. And then Ryan versus Walt. What do you got here? If you would have told me that week three there was one matchup of two and O teams, I would have told you that it was going to be Jimmy and Scott, um, not me and Walt. <laughs> so, like I said, this is the only two and O matchup of the week, and that makes it my game of the week. Um, someone has to lose. The Jedi are without Run CMC and Raheem Mostert. It's not going to matter. Jedi still win going away, even with the great effort from Lamar Jackson. Zip it, lock it, put it in your pocket, HFFL. There's no doubter, and this is my lock of the week and game of the week. Dang, okay. Um, I'm taking Walt here. This is just crazy to me, but I actually think Walt's going to end up 3-0 and and still be in the bottom half of the league in potential points. Um, obviously, you losing McCaffrey, Mostert, and Bosa is just – it's a massive loss, probably an incalculable loss for you because – you know, you have been riding CMC for the last three years, and he has just been incredible for you. Um, Mark Ingram was incredible for you last year, but he's only got 19 carries on the season so far. Um, I do think with it being a more competitive game than Baltimore has been in, uh, they play on Monday night with Kansas City. I do think that Ingram will get more than, you know, the nine and a half carries a game he's averaging. But starting Ingram and Hyde is very scary to me. Um, while out here embracing that uh, 3DB life, I um, mean, he does have a really nice trio. Um, I wish Walt had told me that, or before I made my notes, I wish I had known that Walt was going to put a LaVisca Chenault in over CeeDee Lamb. Um, I may have switched my pick, but he still has a chance to put CD back into his lineup and, and write this. But Walt, stop screwing around. Get CD back in there. He's clearly the number two in Dallas. Seattle has given up the most points to wide receivers so far through two weeks. Put him back in. Stop being cute. Greg versus Corey, last matchup here. What do you got? 0-2 versus 0-2. One team scores 46 per game more than the other. Greg wins in a blowout. Corey's elated to lose yet again. And Greg gets I'm not his first lie. win of the season. I wanted to pick Corey, but I just I just <laughs> couldn't. I just couldn't. If, if Kyler and Kenyon Drake weren't playing the Lions, 
I think I might have just gambled on it and just the all-time upset of the week. But we know what it means when a team plays the Lions. You know, you, you just start any fantasy player against them, and it's going to be very, very fruitful for you. All right, so that'll do it for us. Um, we have Walt Baby Love coming up. We have Kellen's Gambling Corner coming up. And we have a little fart-sniffing special from our buddy Scott. I'm sure there'll be some Corey ragging. I'm sure there'll be some bragging. Um, I'm sure he'll take some shots at me. So it'll be interesting to see what Scott comes up with. And uh, just get just get those masks ready because there'll be a lot of uh, shit eating, I'm sure, because he, he loves the smell of his own shit. There ain't no doubt about that. So, all right, fellas, you guys enjoy it. Thank you again, Ryan. I will talk to you later. See you. Good luck, HFFL. Get it. What do y'all know about grown folk music anyways? Yeah. There is a party in my pants that is my brother's. Welcome my sexy cats to the week three edition of the Walt Baby Loves Weekly Fantasy Pick'em segment. I am your host with the most, Walt Baby Love. This last week's pigskin games were brutal. A lot of footballers dropping to injuries. These folks need to learn that you have to stretch those love muscles before trying to put them into action. That reminds me, after I'm done with this segment, I'm going to have to do some of my own stretching exercises, if you know what I mean. Yeah. A few of the HFFL owners were hugely, yeah, affected by these crucial injuries in week through two. HFFL teams took to the free agent sperm pool in hopes to land the next fruit of their team's loins. The three biggest pickups were tight end, yeah, Dalton Schultz to the Jedi for 31 fantasy dollars, running back Mike Davis to the Irish Tigers for 37 fantasy dollars, and running back Deion Lewis to you Winston, you lose some, for 66 fantasy dollars. I believe the Jedi may have fouled that tight end, yeah, that he needed to compliment Jared Cook. 31 fantasy dollars is nothing to sneeze at and the Jedi got his guy. The Irish Tigers went after a serviceable option in Mike Davis, which he can plug into his starting lineup for the next four to five week stretch while my man White Chocolate Run CMC is getting healthy again. Lastly, you Winston and lose some definitely lost some free agent dollars by overspending for pro journeyman Dion Lewis. With Dion in the lineup, he will definitely help Winston lose some. Here is a recap of last week's fantasy picks. Walt Baby Love came swinging that pole and kicked that ass. Baby Love was correct on all of his week two picks except for one. The Shade blindsided Baby Love with their victory over Day's team to improve their record to 2-0. No more disrespecting the Shade for Baby Love. I am willing to give the Shade all the love they can handle going forward. The Guido and the Kamish picked right in week two, five and four, respectfully. No, I lied. No respect for those chumps. I am handing it to that ass. After two weeks, Baby Love has 11 picks to Guido's 9 and the Commission's 8. 
How does that feel, fellas? Straight dicking with the long strokes. Now let's get it on to the week three Walt Baby Love Fantasy Picks. The first matchup is between the Shade and the Jedi. Now I may be wrong, but this has some sounds of similarity to it from a plot from a blockbuster movie series. Baby Love was a little harsh to the Shade last week, and I didn't give credit where credit was due. However, it is still yet to be known if the Shade is a contender or a pretender, but I do know this. The Shade would be the one to walk 5,000 miles just to be the one to walk 5,000 more for a victory. The Jedi's top rock totals are injured and that may be tough for them to overcome. The Jedi's pass catchers are superior with Nuke, Elemon, and Thielen. However, expect an emergence from my man LaVisca Chenault in tonight's Thursday night football matchup. Jacksonville is all teeled out and are looking to make a statement in a primetime game. With another strong performance by the Shades tight end, yeah, Higby, and a change of defensive scheme with starting three DBs, the Shade will be too much force for the Jedi this week in Walt Baby Love's Game of the Week. The Shade wins. The next matchup is between the defending flop. Oh, I'm sorry, I meant champ. Snowman and the so-called favorite to win it all this year in the Kamara adds 10 pounds. The Snowmen have been slow out of the gate despite putting up good point outputs and having a sexy roster on centerfold. The Kamaras have a sexy, sexy layout as well. However, they lost their top rock total last week and will be looking to Boston Scott to pick up the slack. However, I don't know if this will hold true with the return of Miles Sanders in that Philly backfield. Both squads have sexy pass catchers and both have solid tight ends. Yeah. However, the Kamaras get the nod of advantage with Kelsey over Debbie Does Dallas Godert. Both teams have solid defenses with the Snowmen rocking the 2-3-2 scheme and the Kamaras staying strong with their signature 2-2-3 scheme. The Kamaras look poised to go 3-0 to be more convincing to the claim of them being the front runner of the league. However, in Walt Baby Love's upset special of the week, the Snowmen are going to rain a blizzard of hail on the Kamaras for their first victory of the season. Snowmen win. With the next matchup, we have the savvy veteran team in Kobe and the most injury-riddled team in the Systematica Grammaticas. This matchup may be in for a visit to a physical therapist or a retired community. However, both squads want to prove they still have enough to get a victory. The Kobe has been getting great play from both of his A.A. Rons and my boy Slingin' D. Slayton. The Kobe's defense has been solid as well. The Grammaticas has been getting a nice surprise in production with the return of Raplessburger as well as, as his backfield mate in Connor. The Grammaticas are also poised to have a studly performance from McKinnon with him being the only rock toter left in that San Francisco backfield. The Grammaticas also is jacked up on that defensive side of the ball led by stud free agent acquisition Miles Jack. Right Cave? I believe old age will catch up with the Kobe this week and the effects of the little blue pill will wear off. 
in Walt Baby Love's Lock, Stock, and Smoking Barrel's Pick of the Week, the Grammaticas win. With this next matchup, I'm a little nervous. I am concerned that there could be a lynching. I'm keeping my keen eye out for a lynch mob. And no matter what, someone named Lynch will come out on top. This matchup is between brother owners with Make My Team Great Again and the Irish Tigers. I haven't seen this much beef since the Ryan brothers were coaching our opposite sides of the, sides of the field. Both teams have solid signal calls as well as a strong rock totals in their backfields. However, Make My Team Great Again has the upper hand in the wide receiver matchup with Calvin and the Chipmunks Ridley emerging as an NFL star, as well as having Hollywood Brown and Marvin Jones. Look for a big game from my man Marvin Jones as his running mate Galladay may suit up this week. And if that happens, it's going to take the pressure off Jones and he's going to explode. Both defenses are layered with studs. Garrett, Young, Warner, Jenkins, Donald, Allen, Mack, and Watt. But just like in any other sibling rivalry, there is going to be that one time that the younger sibling rises up and gets the best of their older sibling. This will be the case this week as Make My Team Great Again edges the Irish Tigers to go 3-0 and stay undefeated. MMTGA wins. The next matchup is between Trash Trunk, Get Jack, and Roll Tide. This is the battle of 500 as both teams have 1-1 one one records. Both teams have solid signal callers and I must say, I love me some mustache Murata. Yeah. Both teams have deadly backfields as well as and stealthy wide receivers. The one thing Trash Trunk still is deficient in though is that tight end. Yeah. Jordan Atkins is a little better than what Trash Trunk has been rostering, but he is no match for my man, Walla the Baller. This man is an absolute beast. This guy will emerge to be in the discussion as the top tight end in the league before season's end. However, Walla does not have enough baller in him to compensate for the rest of Roll Tide's team. Trash Trunk will get big play from the mustache Murata in primetime on Thursday night as well as his defense to take down Roll Tide. Trash Trunk Get Jack wins. The next matchup is between the new expansion franchises Dave's team and the River Rats. Dave's team's start has been a little better than the River Rats going 1-1 one one in the first two weeks with the Rats coming in at 0-2. The Rats are welcoming back Miles Sanders to their backfield. This could be the lift the Rats need to get in the win column. With Mike Evans finding his footing and Jerry Judy moving to the wide receiver one, the Rats' offense is primed to climax. Yeah. It's no snooze fest for Dave's team on the offensive side of the ball with Russell Wilson, Phillips, Zeke, and Marky Mark Andrews. Just in case you didn't know, Russell, Wilson, Phillips, hold on for one more day. These three will be tough and will get theirs. However, with the continued pedestrian play from Dave's team's wideouts, it will be tough to hold this rat plague back. I hear the flute playing in the background. And that is the sound of the Pied Piper Julian leading the plague of River Rats to their first victory of the season. The Rats win. The last matchup could be in fact the battle for last place. You Winston and Lusum and trust the process will be the honorary Chode Bowl this week. 
one of these teams will be lucky to get in the win column after this week's matchup. It is well known that Trust the Process is tanking for Trevor and the Winstons has underperformed in the early going. However, the Winstons have firepower still coming from Kyler Murray, Tyreek Hill, and me and my Julio Jones down by the schoolyard. With solid defenses performances coming from Buckner, Edmonds, and Cameron, I cannot put in any trust that Trust the Process gets their first win this week or any week for that matter. You Winston and Lusum wins. Well, folks, I stumbled a little bit in this one, but I wanted to make sure I got my chance to see the stash sling that rock to my man LaVisca Chenault tonight in that big matchup on primetime Thursday night. But I want to tell you all to be safe, stay cool, stay classy, love, peace, and chicken grease, my brothers. Peace out. Week three, and we're rolling. It's time for your third favorite HFFL pod segment of the week. The rules, once again, $500 to place on five separate $100 bets. All odds were taken from Bovada. Let's go. Pick number one, my preseason AFC West pick, the LA Rams, head across the country to Western New York to take on Josh Allen and the Bills Mafia. Rams are plus two in this matchup. Now, the Bills are 2-0, but those two wins are against the J-E-T-S suck, 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 and the Dolphins. And last week's win against those Dolphins was by a whopping three-point margin. Now the 2-0 Rams come to town to give the Bills a taste of what a real offense, a real defense, and a real team look like. I debated taking just the two points here, but scared money don't make money, so we're taking the Rams money line at plus 110. Pick number two, the Loser Bowl, Bears at Falcons. I don't believe in either of these teams. Uh, Bears head to Hotlanta and have four points to play with. Never underestimate the abilities of a desperate man. The desperate man in that analogy are the 0-2 Falcons, who are already fighting for their lives. Can they rebound after last week's heartbreaking loss to Dallas? I think they answer the bell, and I'll lay the four points. Falcons, plus four at minus 110 is the pick. Pick number three, nobody wants to watch the Lions, so let's put some money on the game to help keep us interested. Cardinals are minus six with the Motor City Kitties coming to town. Galladay should be back this week for the Lions, and they need an offensive difference maker like Matt Patricia needs to drop 100 pounds. They're fighting for their lives already in week three, and they need this win. But the Lions are 1-7-1 and in Arizona this century. Good teams win. Great teams cover, and the Lions are neither of those teams. I'll lay the points. Kyler and the cards, minus six at minus 110. Pick number four, Dome Sweet Dome. The Saints return home to NOLA after last week's tough Monday night loss to the Raiders. And they'll be greeted by Aaron Rodgers and the Pack. Still probably no Michael Thomas for the Saints, and we saw how that looked last week. Uh, Maybe no Devontae Adams for the Pack, but even with that uncertainty, the Packers are being given three points. Tough for me to take any other team going against Aaron Rodgers on a football team. Giving me three points to play with only makes me love the pick even more. Pack plus three, please. 
Pick number five, Monday Night Football. Patrick and Andy head to, head to Baltimore, where the Chiefs are being given three points at plus 105 odds, meaning a $100 bet on the Chiefs will win you 105 if they win. Uh, heavyweight matchup here. This game could easily go either way. The only guaranteed winners here are those of us that get to watch this highly likely AFC Championship preview here in week three of this NFL season. I cannot wait for this game. The game is a toss-up. My pick is as easy as this. Mahomes plus points equals Chiefs. KC plus three for me. That's it for week three, boys. Uh, Big Lynch brother matchup this week in the HFFL. I'll do my best to uphold my favorite rule of nature that states big brother should always beat little brother. To recap our picks, we've got Rams money line, Falcons minus four, Cardinals minus six, Packers plus three, Chiefs plus three. If we win them all, that $500 turns to $992. Enjoy what is hopefully a football-filled weekend with the NFL and college football. The SEC returns this week. Go Tigers! Hence the SEC on CBS intro music on this pod. Talk to you in the group chat. Fire up Irish Tigers. What is up, fantasy footballers? It is yours truly, Scotty Norm, bringing you the newest segment on the pod called I'm Freaking Out, Man. Each week, I'll dissect a team that's in the most trouble that should be freaking out. This segment is reserved for the contenders in the league, so Corey, don't expect your name to get mentioned at all. Your team's an absolute garbage fire, and you know it. You should spend the entire season freaking out at what garbage ass you're putting out in your lineup every week. I also won't ever nominate myself because, let's face it, boys, when you got a squad as solid as the one I got, you never need to freak out. With that being said, after two weeks, I have my first candidate. Jimmy Henry, you officially need to freak the fuck out. Everyone knows your team has had a rough schedule and you've put up points, but every single year there's that one team that gets left out of the big dance uh, that should make it based on points scored, but at the end of the day is on the outside looking in. Here's my logic, brother. After this week, just like the Detroit Lions, you're about to catch another L. You play me. That puts you at 0-3. In a normal year, that's not ideal, but it's not the worst thing in the world either. The problem with this year is that the teams are much more competitive. Go back at week two and look at the weekly scores. 11 teams scored over 185. Yours was not one of them. This ain't your grandma's HFFL, and any team other than Corey's can win every single week. The teams will be buyers this year at the, set, at the deadline and not sellers. The other issue I have is you're going on tilt. I'm seeing you doing things you've never done before. You're rattled, brother. Carry on for a fourth without even shopping him? Trading Miko Hardman for or getting Miko Hardman for trading your first? What are you doing? The injury bug took a quick U-turn from I-69 from Mike's team, came up and stung Derwin James, Danielle Hunter, George Kittle, and Chris Godwin. On top of all this, you're taking unnecessary risks by not ponying up the big bucks and pussyfooting around in free agency for the guys you really want. Spend some damn money, Jimmy. 
just like I've been preaching all summer on your team, you need depth, and right now you don't have it. I guess we'll see what the future brings. Hopefully you can go on to greener pastures next week after your 0-3 start. Jimmy, my friend, next week call the doctor because you need a Xanax because you're about to be freaking the fuck out.